Surrey Phil! What a name. Does that mean you're from Surrey? Or you just like going to Surrey? Or what? Surrey Phil! Uh, or Phil joins me next on the TikTok trek um, here on Trackback with Cal Mac. Now, Phil um, posts uh, TikTok skits about how he's feeling. He likes to rant, Phil, but everybody loves a good rant. Uh, he talks about how he's very passionate about um, some several issues and he likes to get his opinion out. He's very opinionated, which is a good thing because um, he tries to make people understand from his viewpoint and how it's, you know, it, it is OK to have your own viewpoint, um, which is something that is quite important. Um if you want to state your opinion on anything, and you can state your opinion by checking out the show and telling us what you thought, email the team at trackbackpodcast.yahoo.com, give us a follow at trackbackpod, and have your own opinion. But this is Phil, and also, make sure you listen right to the end, because we got a little sing-song for you. Good vocals. Well, relatable. I'll let you have your opinion on that. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yes. I mean, apart from a great uh, Sunday morning, wherever you are, because where I am, it's quite sunny. Um, and of course, football's coming home. How are you? It is. It is. Though it's not that sunny here. It's um, there's drizzle in the air, but we, I've got hay fever. So rain through the summer is a gift from the gods. It's um, it's uh, yeah, it, it it calms it all right down. I, I like four or five days of sunshine then two days of rain then four or five days of sunshine yeah. that, that's how I like it yeah I think yeah. that's just the aftermath from Friday because that was not a gift from the gods no no we'll see what happens I think it's fine because I'm not worried too much because uh, with the football like the quite often the teams that are successful are slow starting so that doesn't that doesn't worry me too much. And Scotland are always up for it. Whenever you play Scotland, they're always up for it. And we'll see what happens. But it's almost impossible not to qualify for the next round because the third place, because four of the six third places go through. Um, or no, no less than that. But it's almost impossible not to qualify. So we've qualified for the next round. It's just where we where we qualify, I think. It's yeah. a bit shocking, though, the fact that this is probably the best England team that we've had in a long time. You look at that midfield, um, Rice... Grealish, uh, Mount and Phillips. That's practically Scholes, Beckham, Lampard and Gerrard yes. of this generation. And you'd think the fact that we we have all of this great talent and we just can't get past Scotland. And the past three meetings we've had with other teams is 1-0, 1-0, 1-0. It's, it's not good enough. No, 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 no. I, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that like uh, last time around, Portugal didn't win a, win a game in their group and then they went on and won it. Um... Germany often, when they've been successful, they haven't looked amazing in the group and they sort of wind through the gears as the tournament goes on, sort of the bigger opposition, the bigger occasions. Um, and I think the other big thing is if if we can go deeper into it, then um, the number of fans in Wembley will go up. And then, like I say, if you can get to the quarters and the semis and then there's a lot of fans in there then. And um, yeah, we, we know we know that they do play a part now. So, uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? But I don't know. You've just got to enjoy each game. And it's just so nice to be out again. It's so yeah. nice to be, sort of be out and around it's people. Great. So, um, yeah. The best thing about football is yeah. that it brings a lot of people together. It, it brings that sort of atmosphere. I think no other sport yeah. can have to do that apart from football. But um, hopefully football's coming home. We'll wait to see what happens when we face Czech Republic 
um, on Tuesday, but um, we're talking about um, TikTok. Uh, and Phil, um, you're a TikToker. So the first question I've got for you is, what brought you on to TikTok in the first place? Um, like everybody, really, I um, uh, lockdown. Um, so sort of, I was aware of TikTok middle of 2019 and then October of 2019 um I have a small business which I don't really talk too much about on TikTok because I don't want trolls to come and get me um and we do a few things one of the things we do is e-commerce uh and we we sell things are quite specific things and we have a marketing agency that take care of all the advertising that we do with it and the lady there said you've got to look at TikTok this was in October 2019 because adverts, basically, full disclosure, it's going to sound horrendous, adverts on TikTok at the time were dirt cheap. I mean, for about seven or 8,000 pounds, you could go out to millions and millions of people, which you just couldn't do on Facebook or Instagram. Um, so I, lo I was looking at it from, a, from an advertising point of view. So I sort of downloaded, looked at it once. It made no sense to me, TikTok. And I put it aside. And every time she mentioned it each month, I just kind of, move the conversation on and back to sort of Instagram and Facebook and sort of purely from a business point of view and then lockdown one happened and I thought right what the hell am I going to do um because that lockdown one we didn't do anything did we we were all yeah. it was literally you'd go out for one walk a day and that was it like you wouldn't you might talk to your neighbors window from window or something like that but you you, you wouldn't even like if you saw someone on a walk you were like purposefully going a long distance do you remember like you were, yeah. you were walking like on the opposite side of the road and, and then you have all these and, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 um so I thought right what should I do and then sort of I, I saw the TikTok app on my thing so I was like all oh, right let's have another look at that and I opened it and the first video I looked at was that American dancer Derek Hoff I've probably got his name wrong and he was doing a dance and then the next one was like a dance and the next one was a dance then there was like a skateboarder and I watched that all the way through and then after about half an hour, the algorithm learned what I was liking. And I was like, actually, I quite like this. And the following day, I opened it up again. And I thought, oh, actually, I really like this. Um, and then I posted a video after like a few days of just like one of the trends. And sort of 4,000 people saw it. And I thought 4,000 people is ridiculous. Like I had no followers. And 4,000 people. And that's what I did. So through lockdown one, I just did the trend. So I wasn't posting the, the content that I post now. That took like a few months before, because the first time you put your voice on camera and the first time you like talk at the camera like that, so I was just doing the trends. I was just doing whatever the, you know, I was doing like one a day just to get through lockdown. And um, yeah, then I remember, I remember sort of, I, I can't remember what my first thing was that I actually spoke in front of the camera on. And it did really well. It, it, it went sort of like 100,000. I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. So I started doing maybe two or three days. And then, yeah, and then I started doing like a couple of day. And yeah, but it wasn't until after lockdown one that I really started to get on with it. Do you think during that time, during lockdown one, when you were trying to get used to the app, doing all the local, you know, that, all the trends that you see on the app um, back then, do you think that you feel that has benefited you right now with the content you're doing? So it gave you that few months of experience to get used to the app um, and to kind of gain a slow but steady fan base, you know. Yes. Yeah you've, got, yeah, you've got to use it first. Yeah, like lots of people from other apps come and businesses and whatever come are like on Instagram and TikTok, oh, sorry, Instagram and wherever. And then they come on 
TikTok and they're posting almost straight away and they have no idea how the community like on TikTok works and what is successful on TikTok. Now it's like anything you've got to like, yeah, you've got to be, you've, you've got to watch enough of it first to learn what works and what doesn't and what, what you want to do as well. Because the thing is with TikTok is when you, what you start posting that, that is kind of what you then have to do for the rest of time so you might be like a really good cook or you might be able to juggle or whatever but if that's what your first few successful videos are you're kind of all in with it then you you, yeah. you know like you can you can you can nudge it off into other directions and you can slowly but it's like a glacier you can't just say okay I was doing this you know, my thing is I backflip off park benches, say. Some guy might backflip off park benches. He gets a million followers doing that, backflipping off all sorts of crazy things. And all of a sudden, he has a change of heart and he wants to talk about politics. And he wants to do two-minute deep videos on politics. Like, you just can't do that. Like, you're, 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 you don't lose followers, but your followers just skip your videos. And the way the algorithm works is if your own followers are skipping your videos, and TikTok hates you. TikTok thinks you're the worst thing that's ever happened to it. So that's why, like, um, how you get followers, you have to be really careful about how you get followers. You've got to make sure you get the right followers and, and things like that, because the algorithm is always changing. But the one thing it really, really wants is your own followers to, to watch your videos all the way through and ideally like and comment. So, yeah, if you're going to change direction. So, yeah, I was really careful early on. I kind of I was a bit forward thinking about it when I thought, right, OK, I'm really going to give this a go because I remember the early days of YouTube and I remember how YouTube worked. I know the big YouTubers now were just fast movers early on. So that's not I'm not calling out any YouTubers. I, I love them. They're brilliant. But a lot of the big YouTubers now, many, many people could do what they do, but they were just doing it back in 2010 and 2011. Um, so. Yeah, I, I was kind of forward thinking on that. There were posts that I was making and I was thinking, no, I don't want that to go up because if that goes viral, that's going to get me a load of followers who will then want me to joke about that one thing all the time. So, and I was also aware of, you know, not offending people for the sake of offending people, you know, things like that. So, Those followers that um, might have followed you, you know, exactly what you just said about how they will start to get used to the content that you release and they want to keep seeing that on a weekly basis. They don't want to see anything else. So it's kind of like you thought, right, I'm in a pickle now because if I decide to go to another topic, I'm going to lose all those followers. Do you think that's a bit harsh on um, the TikTok community? Um, for somebody, let's say, like the pool guy who has built up all those followers from doing what he does, if he did yeah. something completely different, I mean, it, he's losing that aura. Do you think that for a TikToker that is so used to doing a certain thing that's gained the millions and millions of followers has that aura about them? And when they change, it just shatters. Yes. Yeah. So, so the, the pool guy, I, I listened to your interview with him, um, which is really, really good. Um, he's, I love him. I think he's brilliant. I came across him when he was on about 80,000. He was just growing at a ridiculous pace. Um, um, and yeah, he, he is, he's, he's committed to doing videos about pools. Now there's, there's probably quite a lot of depth that he can go into because he can start doing the building of pools. You can start doing, he might do offshoots, but the amount of like, the amount of people who try to copy like there's there's a guy a brilliant guy who does thatching on houses on cottages the thatching guy there's there's a few other things but yeah he, he is what's his name miles isn't it is it miles? Yeah, miles yeah miles yeah miles yeah miles like i think he's brilliant but yeah he is he is now committed to doing balls so like with the things i talk about i 
what I do is I sort of do this rough thing where like one one video a week, I'll try nudging a new topic in. Because like my followers really like the recurring jokes and really like the recurring topics. But I, I do keep the narrative moving. Like you, you've got to keep it moving forward. Otherwise, people will just get bored of that one joke after a while. So, yeah. Like but what the, what the story, like chapter by chapter, every week yeah, yeah, you, yeah, tackle, yeah, you turn yeah. in the page. It's something completely new, but you're keeping on the lines of a recurring, yeah, theme, you, you know, throughout the whole progress of yeah. individual TikToks as part of a story. Yeah, you've got to evolve it slowly. So, like, that's what I mean with the pool guy. The pool guy, Miles, will be able to do pools. Now he's going to celebrities' pools and he's going to things. So he might be, especially now we're allowed three minutes on TikTok as well, which is massive. Like, the difference between one minute and three minutes is huge with what you can cover. I mean, absolutely massive. So, so Miles, I don't know. I've got no idea, but just speculating, he could start to go off and start doing like garden tours as well, and people who are willing to do it, and he could sort, it could sort of become a bit like a cribs type format, and and so like, yeah, but you you have to evolve it slowly. You can't just change direction quickly. So, so what you've got to do is, as and when you want to progress, what you do. But if you start a TikTok account. And you do it with a really specific niche, like I say, like doing backflips off stuff or um, there are these accounts that they just do facts, which is brilliant. So they just give you a fact a day or, or, you know, and they grow massively. But people then get bored of that and then they stop watching it. So like the faster the grow, the faster the slow is what I was told early on. So if you have one of these accounts that piles on half a million followers because you just have a video recipe that works, then those people will get bored as quickly as they got addicted do, do you see what yeah. i mean so you've you've, yeah. you've, you've, you've kind yeah you, you've kind of you've just got to keep evolving it and then alternatively you don't want to do like massive there's there's one guy that i really really like and i won't name him because i like him and I, it's to sound like a criticism but it isn't he overproduces TikTok videos. So they look amazing and they are so funny, but the amount of work he has to put into them, they're like YouTube quality posts. That doesn't really work on TikTok because TikTok want you posting frequently. And if it's something that's going to take you a week to do and you're going to have to drive halfway up the country to get the footage and everything like that, that's YouTube. That isn't TikTok. Um, so, yeah, you don't want to sort of do like you don't yeah you, you don't want to sort of set the bar too high for yourself really um if that makes sense but do you find the need sometimes phil to check out other people's tiktok because you mentioned as well you mentioned a very interesting topic that i want to um go back on when you said about how people can get bored if you release a brand new um skit that people might have seen before from another tiktoker you know does that leave you in the lurch knowing that that person mm -hmm. has seen it recurringly and you know you're kind mm -hmm. of in a bit of a you know, a little bit of a tizzle, knowing that you work so hard on planning that individual skit, but somebody else has already done it. And then you check it out and think, oh, damn, they've already took it. How am I going to work uh, out to still appeal to the audience? What can you do to ensure it still appeals to that same audience? Yeah, so, so I learned really early on when I was on about 1,500 followers that I can't act. Um, well, like... I can kind of act. I can probably act better than the average person on the street, but I can't act by acting standards. Um, I can't do accents. I can do accents down the pub. I can't do impressions. I can do pub standard impressions, but I can't do these sorts of things to a level which the internet want. 
and I learned really early on that if you come out with anything like a uh, like a skit or something like that and it's good it gets stolen off you and I am now TikTok friends with people who steal skits off smaller accounts and it seems you've got to keep going with it and I realized that actually I couldn't do these things well enough to to make a go of it but when I just spoke um because on a lot of my posts especially when it was 59 seconds I talk at pace and I talk naturally that's something I can do um I was responding to like offence that were happening that day and that week in the news so they were almost sort of they couldn't be copied um and uh yeah I, I made my stuff so sort of it, it was almost unable to be copied um I don't know does that make sense yeah 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 it yeah um and then I did the voiceover stuff so the really long form voiceover stuff which is really successful stuff it's like people can't really copy that because what they're gonna do copy it word for word and then the jokes are sort of quite unique so it's not like it's not like a normal tiktok skit um yeah so that that's kind of the way i've i've sort of found my way around that and now that's quite common on tiktok and th there were a couple of people who were doing it when i was sort of just the walking along outside talking at your phone loads of stand-up comedians have now come on and are doing it um and like I've kind of I think I got sort of like first mover advantage with a lot of people like, you know, I, I sort of started to doing it quite early on. Um, yeah. And, and so I don't really need to worry about other people copying it. I can I, other people can copy the style of it, but I don't need to worry about jokes or anything being copied. It's not. Um, um, uh, it hasn't been it hasn't been a problem so far. One, one thing that I did do is I used to do these town reviews. And now quite a lot of people do town reviews. But the way I do it is the moment I have a successful video, I'm then thinking, right, I want to get a new idea up there while that one's still successful. So a big one would be, I don't know, when I started talking about Waitrose. What I could have done was that went to millions and millions and millions on, on, on TikTok and Instagram and everything. What I could have done then is I could have buried my account, absolutely put a death nail in my account by trading off Waitrose videos for the next three weeks and just each day giving an opinion on something in Waitrose and what have you. Um, but then that would be all my followers would be joining to see. So what I did was the moment when I when I woke up and that was on, you know, one and a half million, two million, and it was still growing fast. I thought, right, I need to the next couple of videos need to be completely different to this same sense of humor, same sort of punchline, same sort of jokes, but completely different to supermarkets. I can't remember what I did, but it worked. It worked. So I think there's going to be um, a huge price slash in Waitrose after that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, a couple. You do become aware of that. That's why I don't do small businesses. So I, so, so because I'm, I'm often quite insulting about things that I, I, I do the guides to. Um, I won't do small businesses like you, or small or medium or struggling businesses of any kind because it's, it feels like you're punching down. Whereas yeah. when it's like Waitrose, Weatherspoons, Marks and Spencers, John Lewis, do you know what I mean? It, it's kind of even if it goes really viral, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me really. So, um, Phil, tell me about your most memorable skit and why you are so proud of that skit. Tell me about the process behind it and your reaction to what the audience thought of it. Um, so, probably, probably the, when I did the American's Guide to Pub. So, what happened was uh, a really early viral post went out in America and it was about witches being burnt in the countryside over here. 
long story, went quite viral, but it was getting put out in America. So I went from having a few hundred American followers to I was on about 20,000 followers and about eight or 9,000 of them were American. So I was continuing to do my normal stuff. And then the Americans were popping up with questions about just normal lives. And I cracked a joke about a certain type of pub, the flat roofed pub, which is a pub that you don't want to go into. And an American asked, so I did a, an American's guide to British pubs. A bit of a throwaway. There wasn't much of a process to it. I just went into my local town and recorded the outside of pubs and then came home and spoke into it, into my phone, did the voiceover. And it went mega viral and it was going viral. I mean, on Facebook, people were reposting it on Facebook and it was getting like a million views on Facebook and other people's accounts, which is annoying because they make quite a lot of money off that because you earn quite a lot of money on Facebook video. So I was annoyed, but I wasn't. It didn't you know get on with it and um and and I thought oh is that what people want oh if that's what you want I can do these all day long you know like so you sort of you're, you're like well that wasn't particularly hard to do so so yeah that that was the one where like I started doing the guides and then um yeah so I started doing the Americans guides and then and then the British people preferred the Americans guides to the American people amazingly and then uh, yeah, there, there were a couple of other ones that I did sort of locally, one about public car parks being used for dogging and stuff like that. You, you just learn, you're just, you just do something and you crack a style of joke and you're like, OK, if that's what people want, then yeah, then, then I understand that. So, um, yeah, a bit of trial and error. But yeah, probably that pubs one was when I realised, oh, OK, so the trick here is not to overthink it. That's, yeah. you know, think about it. So you've got to put some effort in, but don't like overanalyze what you do just try and do everything if you can but yeah brilliant yeah. so phil what is next for you and tiktok are you going to continue to you know grow your profile bring out new skits continue this uh great story you've got going on what have you got planned for the future my friend um yeah i'll keep growing it but i'll keep growing it in in the same way i'll just keep doing what i'm doing i'm, I'm now lockdown is easing i've got to be honest lockdown the winter lockdown was really hard because when your videos are based around you getting out there and seeing things and doing things, you have to be really, really careful because you, you know what it's like in the comments. You get a lot of sort of like social distancing. It's supposed to be a lockdown and everything like that. Uh, and nothing was open either. So that was a real struggle for a few months, like trying to only react to the news and the news was only COVID and it was only bad news. Um, so now things are reopening. Yeah, it's just a case of getting out and about doing stuff. If, if I go and do things, so I just go about my day-to-day -day life and, and you just kind of see things, you get a lot of footage. And uh, yeah, that'll be what I continue to do. I mean, the dream is um, TikTok brings in, a, but it brings in enough money for me to start to blank out time in my diary to go places and video stuff. Now, Unfortunately, I can't really deviate too much from my day-to-day -day life at the moment, but as the money creeps up, and I'm not doing it for the money, I'm doing it because I genuinely enjoy it, but I can't justify taking time away from my work to go and record videos for the internet. But as that amount that drops into my PayPal each month off TikTok goes up, you are like, oh, actually, yeah, that is worth a day of my month or two days of my month to go and to go and do do you know what i mean so yeah. it's um yeah so so yeah i'd love it because i would love to to be able to go places like once or twice a month and and do and record stuff specifically for tiktok so go out of my way to go and do like people like laurie the history teacher from um devon she in her school holidays 
she goes around loads of castles and things and she gets an absolute ton of footage and then she filters it out during term time when she's working uh and and yeah that that i think that's quite a good way of doing it but um yeah no, no, that's that um yeah. Well, well, it's been great having you on the show. I've really enjoyed chatting to you. And for sure, when the World Cup in Qatar comes on, I'll come down for a pint and we'll go and watch England. Well, we'll do it. With, yeah, yeah, you have, to, you have to do another one. And then, yeah, and then when you start doing... Um, uh, it, it's weird because I've done a few podcasts now and, and it, it's kind of like... Hopefully next time. Well, hopefully next time we do it, it will be in person. So, yeah, because yeah, I'm really looking forward to... Um, to doing podcasts in, in person. I've only done one in person so far and it was really weird. So, uh, yeah. But well, um, no, you, thank, you, you, thank you so much. Thank you, you so much. It's an honour to have my... With the next big presenter in the UK. You need to do yes, it. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, your guest list is... Um, your guest list is really impressive, which is... Um, yeah, that's why... Like I said, I get often... I get, I get quite a lot of emails and your guest list, I was like, oh, wow, this guy... Uh, this guy's going somewhere. So, um, yeah, best of luck to you with it. Thanks, Phil. And to finish off, we got a few little surprises in store. The first thing is something new for season two, where you're going to tell me your favourite TikToker, um, apart from yourself, and why. Okay, so favourite TikToker is probably PTUSA, um, who's a US comedian. The way he edits and the way it's... Um, yeah, he's just brilliant. The problem is with a lot of the TikTokers that I love in Britain now... Is, and this is absolutely surreal. I'm friends with them. Like, you you know, like people like Josh and um, uh, Sam Thorley and um, Swiss Evan and all these people, these people that I really enjoy their their posts, I'm actual friends with now. So like, I don't need to sort of really give them shout outs. I just chat to them on WhatsApp. Like it's, um, but yeah, PTUSA, Andrew Russo and uh, Caitlin Riley in America. Those three are just um if you want a masterclass in in how to put TikToks together, then those three are. So there are, there are people who put individually probably better TikToks out every now and again, but those three are just the most consistent. So, but PTUSA, always PTUSA. You need to get all these TikTokers on. And if you want to appear, chuck us an email. You, like Phil, like the pool guy, like Megan Bolton, can appear on the TikTok track. Um, and you can catch this interview with Phil um, on Apple and Spotify. And that features interviews with Meggie Foster, Monica Geldart, and many more. And to finish off, we've got a little surprise. As me and Phil are diehard England fans, I'm going to put you on the spot, Phil. We are going to sing together in unison, It's Coming oh, Home by the Three Lions. Oh, Christ. What would just the chorus? We're going to sing the first two lines. Okay. Right. Are you ready? I'm going to, I'm going to lead us in. Three, yeah, on. two, one it's coming home coming it's home it's coming home it's coming home it's coming home it's coming the delay on the line because it's a slight lag so i could see your fingers going so 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 you're, you're, I'm not an orchestra master. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I know because, because the audio and the, the pitches are just like out by like a fraction of a second, but I can't sing anyway. So that's the first time I've sung on camera. So uh, that's something new. See, I'm, yes. all about, I'm all about uniquity on this show, but we sent out our support to the lads um, uh, on their trek. Hopefully we can get a win against Czech Republic and go on to win our first major title in about, how long has it been now? In about 60 years? 50, yeah, 52 years, what is it? Yeah, something like that, 54 years. It's ridiculous, yeah. Can Southgate do it? We're gonna find out. But Phil, it's been great having you on the show, my friend. 
Um, thanks for chatting to me. Thanks so much. Cheers. See ya. Brilliant. See you later. Cheers. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,